Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. This is a special closer look at people, places, things, events right here in our own community. Today, we're talking with Mark Dickerson, one of the owners of Donaldson Cafe and Catering. First of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just wanted to get you in here and let people hear about what's going on in the community because you offer a great, great service to a lot of people in our community and at a time when they might otherwise do without. So uh, tell folks about the Thanksgiving meals. Uh, We'll be doing a um, traditional Thanksgiving meal. Turkey, dressing, uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, delicious pumpkin pie. Um, (laughs) We'll be doing that free at our cafe on Thanksgiving Day. So Donaldson Cafe and Catering. We're located at 108 Donaldson Pike. 108 Donaldson Pike. And then so if people don't have a Thanksgiving meal, don't have a Thanksgiving meal for their families, they can just Come to Donaldson Cafe. Actually, we're located inside a building called 50 Forward. Okay. You come to that building, you'll see all of the uh, uh, signage and, and everything outside, and we'll have a drive-through uh, area open where you could just drive through and get the meal, or you can come into our dining room that day and not only get a delicious meal, but share in the community spirit that, that just is, is there on that day. That's fantastic. Kind of providing people a home for Thanksgiving in a way, like a place to have a nice, comfortable, safe Thanksgiving meal. And the drive through so they drive through and you just like throw some turkey in the car? Yeah, the drive through started during COVID. Um, oh. We just didn't know how we would do it, and we didn't want to stop doing what we do. And so uh, we implemented the drive through uh, kind of capability for people to take advantage of that free Thanksgiving meal. Is it for like one person, one person per car? If they have a family, can they get several meals? Anna Marie, there's really no questions asked. You just drive up and you say, I need three meals. I need 10 meals. And uh, we bring them to your car. That is so wonderful. So about how many people usually come through the special drive through at Donaldson Cafe and Catering uh, each year? Each year it has grown. Last year we served over a thousand people. So each year it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we're planning for over a thousand this year. That's a big turkey. That's a big turkey. And we're (laughs) just now starting to cook some of those turkeys and make some of the preparations. And I always get a little bit, a little bit antsy before it, you know, as we're getting closer to it, like, are we going to have enough turkeys? Are we going to get enough donations or this? And so, and it's just somehow, um, it all comes together. Right. What do you mean donations? Who donates and what do they donate? We couldn't do this without the support of our community. Is it like, do they donate cash? Do they donate turkeys? They donate cash. They donate turkeys. Uh, we have a great Facebook group called Hip Donaldson that's donated our turkeys this year. Wow. Uh, business places within Donaldson, uh, Air Trust, HVAC, Packards, BP, have been great contributors to us. Uh, Jennifer McCoy Law Office. All of those are contributors with us this year, but... You know, it's it's uh, we're always looking for donors to help us put all this together. It it takes a um, it takes a lot. Somebody could come in and help cook. Somebody could come in and help make the plates, carry them to the car. Yeah, that is just a, a completely other part of this. Our volunteers. Um, we have a mass of volunteers. We put out our volunteer list about. Two weeks ago, it filled up in just a matter of days. No way. We have about 
we we have a couple of positions or times still available mm-hmm. for people to volunteer. Sometimes that late evening shift is a little bit harder to get people to come into. It's kind of a, a help clean up, you know, do the last minute clean up. Oh. So we still do have some some times available. You can go to our Facebook page and see where the volunteer list is there okay. and sign up for those. Okay, so go to the Donaldson Cafe and Catering Facebook page. Correct. What motivated you to start doing that? Because clearly now your goodwill has spread to the community, to the Hip Donaldson, to dozens of volunteers, to a lot of families who've been fed by this. What what started all that? You know, I, I think I grew up during a time when, when, you know, I can remember my mother, you know, if there was something... You know, if we went to a hospital or you went to, say, to visit someone that had had a death in the family, you took food or you took a casserole. And my mother always called it comfort food, and I never really knew what she meant. And as I've gotten older and in this business, I know it's a comfort. You know, our food is a comfort to people. So, you know, several years ago when we started this, we were sitting at home, myself and the chef, and we just decided hey, we don't want to dirty up our kitchen here at the house. Let's go down to the cafe. Let's cook a turkey. I put it on Facebook. We had maybe 100 people show up. What? Yeah, and so it's just grown every year from then. And it's just, and we started out with if you don't have a plate or a place, come have Thanksgiving dinner with us. And it's just grown every year. And it's not only are we feeding people who don't have a plate or a place to go, now it's turned into like a community celebration where the community turns out. We'll have entertainment during the day. No way! Four hours filled up, entertainment, just boom. I mean, like last week, I have a young lady who was helping me book the entertainment. She's like, it's all full. Oh, my goodness. And so it's a celebration. It's a day of Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's a day of being thankful and grateful. And you just walk through the room and it's just unbelievable, the spirit. You feel it. You feel it when people Absolutely. know that they're doing the right thing. They know they're doing something good, and there are recipients who are thankful for that as well. Right. We wanted to reach out to people within our community who not only didn't have a meal, but maybe they're working, our nurses, our doctors, our first responders, you know, those type of people. Right. The police, the fire department. So we have one young lady. That's all she did for us this year. She reached out to those organizations. So we'll be feeding some of the fire departments, our local police departments, taking meals to places, you know, where people are stuck working that day. So, you know, that touched my heart during COVID and all of that, because you heard a lot about our first responders and essential service people. So, and I think we still, uh, you know, think a lot about those folks who are working during the holidays, especially our police and fire, uh, Mm -hmm. fire folks. So we really focus on them too. We'll, you know, feed as many of those folks as we can that day. Last year I called into the, I think the 86 to you know, the non-emergency number and they were able to put it on the like a not an APB, but they put it out on the police radio. Hey, you guys, we're giving, you know, Donaldson Cafe is doing this. So free. inviting all the police officers to come by and, and, and some Thanksgiving. Yeah, meal. Absolutely. So it was it and was, some did. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie and this is Focus. And we're talking with Mark Dickerson, one of the owners of Donaldson Cafe and Catering. They offer free Thanksgiving meals every year if you don't have a plate or you don't have a place. 
They invite you to come by and go through the drive-thru and get some food, take it home to your family, or to come in and enjoy the companionship and have your Thanksgiving meal there. Is it on Thanksgiving Day always? Yeah, it is always on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Um, Yep, that's the day. So at the end of the very first day, and you fed 75 to 100 people, you and Chef look at each other. What did you say? You know, I just think we were so filled with gratitude and, and, and so humbled by what had happened that day. We just knew that we continue, that we wanted to continue it. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we know this is what we do well. We feed people. Um, we not, uh, you know, we do this, but we also have an outbound program where we feed um, shut-ins and seniors every day of the week mm-hmm. um, in our cafe. Is that through 50 forward or no, just on your own? It's on our own. Yeah, we started that during COVID as well when the seniors were scared to get out, not wanting to get out. Right. So, And it's not just seniors. It's, you know, others who were locked in and shut in and scared. Yeah. Where do you find the finances to do that? It's tough sometimes, especially with the economy, the way things are now. Um, it's become tougher to do that. But again, we have people who will donate to help with that. And, um, you know, sometimes we'll be given we might discount the meals for someone mm-hmm. instead of them being a set price. We'll discount a meal to make it a little bit more affordable, affordable to someone we might be delivering to. Oh, OK. And to make it where they can afford it and Absolutely. it helps support the program. Yeah, I think some of the programs have certain income restrictions and mm-hmm. things like that. And we don't really do that. Yeah. We're just doing it because we feed people. So you need donation. Oh, I wanted to ask you, how many turkeys does it take to feed a thousand people? He's looking for 500 pounds of turkey. I mean, sometimes that's kind of hard for me to understand. Yeah. You know, he's the meat and taters guy that puts (laughs) it all together. And I just get out here and kind of talk about it a lot and (laughs) tell everybody to come eat. And then he's like, you know, I hope we have enough food. And I'm like, okay, yeah, me too. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go tell some more people about it. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, um, and we always do. We always will have food by the end of the day. And, you know, I'll start calling, hey, you know, the hospital or, you know, wherever we can take food to. I wanted to take some down to some of the homeless camps this year to see if we can kind of get a um, um, foot in there. I don't know if so they have a place to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And learning more about our homeless folks here in Nashville. And, 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 you know, it's um, I talked with someone recently and she's like, you know, it's hard for them to leave those places because that's their home. Yeah. And they go back if they get a ride somehow, if they can get to you, they go home and they don't know if their home is still there. That's it. If their tent is still That's there, it. their their spot is still there. And and me, I didn't really understand that. And you, but to have somebody paint that picture for you and tell you about that, mm-hmm. it was pretty strong too. And I'm like, no, we, you know, we need to get meals down there. And and yeah. sometimes that's not the most important thing to our homeless is, are they going to get a meal? It's where are they going to sleep? Yeah, I had met a guy at the Nashville Rescue Mission. I was helping them with their Thanksgiving yeah. meal. And I met uh, this guy named Sam, and we got to know each other a little bit, and I would go get him and take him to lunch sometime. Yeah. And it kind of rang home with to me when I we went to lunch, and I said, do you want my leftovers? He said, honey, I don't have any place to keep it. It'll ruin. Yeah. And then he said something like, are we, in, are we in, like, East Nashville? Where are we right now? And I thought, he doesn't know because he lives in a 10-block radius. His whole neighborhood, his whole world is how far he can get on his feet. Yeah. From here to there, I know there I can take a shower over here. I know I can get a free meal on Wednesdays. 
his whole world was there. He didn't know what yeah. part of town we were in. Yeah. And I'm glad that you guys, with your big hearts, have decided to help take that on as part of your mission of what you do. And something else that you may or may not do, but I, I was uh, thinking that I would like to do that this year, is when I would go to visit a friend who was in intensive care, who was in uh, uh, the hospital, when I went there, I would see all these other people sitting there in that waiting room, waiting. And I would take like a big crock pot of some soup and some cornbread and some disposable plates and bowls and stuff. And all those families that were there would be like, oh, and just get to eat and have some. Uh, it was just a blessing to me, a huge uh, blessing. Hey, I'm going to call that the Anna Marie idea. And, you know, that is such a fabulous idea going into some of those waiting rooms yeah. at the hospitals and, you know, we've thought of doctors, we've thought of nurses, but maybe we haven't thought about that. So maybe that's a, a project for us this year. People who definitely need comfort. Absolutely. Or going through one of, possibly one of the hardest moments of their lives. And somebody carries in some, some hot, hot, delicious food, and it's like an angel. And one of the first things I said was comfort food. And yeah. there you go, oh, right no. there. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm happy for what you do. This is Mark Dickerson, one of the owners of Donaldson Cafe and Catering. And they have, what do you call it? The It's called a Truly Thankful Thanksgiving. Truly Thankful Thanksgiving. An yeah. annual event at Donaldson Cafe and Catering. Is there anything else that you would like to tell people about if they have trouble getting there or if there's a, a, a group where they feel like perhaps could be served? Do you take ideas or what, what, do you, what do you want from the community? How can we be part of this? We're asking, you know, if there's a group that is in need and they have a way, we would like for them to be able to come to our place and pick it up. We don't have the driver capability. We've got a couple of drivers yeah. that have offered up to deliver meals this year. But, you know, it's very easy for them to get overwhelmed really quickly, too. True. Okay. So I've already got a couple of stops for the one driver that we have so far. But, okay. you know, if there's somebody out there that wanted to do some driving for us to deliver some meals, that's always a need that we have. Okay. That's good. That's very good. Because I was thinking about that before, that there are some um, some little old ladies in my neighborhood, for example. Yeah. And they don't have anybody to cook for. They're probably not going to make a Thanksgiving meal. They probably can't afford to just let me go buy all this stuff and make a meal for me. And so they may be sitting there feeling especially, especially lonely. And those are the people. You don't have a plate or a place. Those are the people we want to feed. So you, Anna Marie, you know the little old lady down the street or the the couple that that don't cook any longer. Come in. Come in and get a meal. Come in and see the... Come in and share in the spirit a few minutes. Then before you leave, you take a couple of meals to those people. Take five or six meals. And, and for the guy on the street, yes, you know, give him one. So that's what we want. We want you and others to help us share this. Okay. I remember recently at an event that my pastor had attended, they had uh, catering mm-hmm. for breakfast. And they had all these breakfast biscuits in these big metal tins covered with tin foil, covered with aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the thing, they were still warm and they were just a big one. They were like, well, let's not let these go to waste. Somebody want them, take them home with you. And I said, would you mind if I take, it was like a big metal tin. Would you mind if I take one of those? I said, we always see people like all along the way home, standing on the corners, just right. everywhere. Could I just hand them out? And you would not believe the faces when we go, you want a breakfast biscuit? And they were like, yeah. Uh, you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just handed them out all the way home. And it was amazing. Yeah. And that's that's really what we need the community's help with as well. Okay. So come into our place, get you a turkey dressing, 
mashed potatoes, green beans, pumpkin pie. Get that meal and take it to them. Take it to them. And let me tell you, I'm a, a witness. Uh, Donaldson Cafe and Catering's food is delicious. Thank you. It's delicious. You. So you're not only going like, here's some some kind of crap we've thrown on a plate. <laughs> yeah, no, our our, <laughs> our chef really takes pride in what he does. It's 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 all cooked. You know, you hear that old saying, "Cooked with love." But you know, this is a really this really is a special meal that truly comes from our heart and from the heart of our community. Uh, putting it out there, helping us put this together. So, mm-hmm. and again, we could not do it without the help of so many others. And uh, you know, just help us share in this and and spread the love. Okay, it is a a truly thankful Thanksgiving. It will um, be Thanksgiving Day, um, starting around eleven o'clock, run until about three. Good, that's what and, I forgot yeah, to ask. Yeah. Eleven to three ish. Uh, eleven to three. Yeah, we started earlier last year as the cars started lining up on Donaldson Pike oh. and down Lebanon Road. We started. We went ahead and opened that drive-through, getting people. So yeah, we're running eleven to three. But you know, we'll yeah. Okay, you won't make them just sit out there in Heck traffic? no, we ain't going to make nobody sit in traffic. And tell us Chef's name. Uh, chef Kevin Milkey is our chef, okay. yeah. So he, we want to definitely give him oh, some Oh, yeah, give him, give him some big kudos. He is the, you know, the man of the hour that day as well, does all the cooking. But he does, again, you know, every year I'll say, well, Kevin, what can we do to help you? And so this year... He said, you know, I need some help carving the turkeys. So that was one of the volunteer things that we set up was because, you know, it didn't yes. dawn on me. You yeah. know, you want to carve 80 turkeys? No. So one of, <laughs> one of the guys that helped us last year, I was talking to him this year, and he said, man, after I did that, my arm was so sore. And, you know, I don't know, me doing this, I didn't realize, you know, how tough that is. So we got him carvers that are helping, uh, helping and they'll start carving up the birds here pretty soon. And so we'll. And so, yeah. do they freeze them? What do they do? We 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 do pre cook some of the birds, and we freeze that, and then we'll bring that out that day. Smart, and, yeah, yeah. Because the day of, we're doing all of the other things, dishing it, the, handing it out. Yeah, the well, the dressing, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, oh. preparing all of those things. All right. So you know, I, I, again. He's the chef. I didn't know all of the things that went in to put this together. And again, we couldn't do it without, I mean, it's a mass of people. We have probably 12 people per shift, and we run about a shift of any every hour to two hours. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, we have a good 50, 60, 75 volunteers coming in and out that day. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Well, add me to a list of your absolute admirers and and just praying for your continued success at what you guys do. Mark Dickerson, one of the owners of Donaldson Cafe and Catering, doing their truly thankful Thanksgiving, handing out free Thanksgiving dinners 11 to 3-ish. Yep. Uh, every Thanksgiving. You want more information? We're going to put some info and links on our Focus Facebook page. And you can also go to the Donaldson Cafe and Catering Facebook page to find out not only how to get your free Thanksgiving dinner, where and when, but also how you can help. Yep. There'll be some donation links there. You can donate. You can bring your donation down to 108 Donaldson Pike. Okay. We'll be there waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Steve Anderson, welcome. Good morning to you. Hey, thank you. Now, tell people what Operation Barbecue Relief is about, because that's what you're here to talk about. Sure, today. sure. Uh, in 2011, uh, tornadoes hit Joplin, Missouri, and um, a group of Kansas City pitmasters that usually compete against each other uh, took their rigs and their smokers and went to Joplin. And they thought they'd be there for a couple of days serving some meals. 
uh, 11 days later, they had served 125,000 meals. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So through that effort, uh, two, of, two of the lead gentlemen got together and said, you know, there's a need for this all over the country uh, in times of, of need. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> they basically formed a, a not-for-profit. Uh, it's based in Kansas City. And since 2011, we have served over 11 million meals, hot meals, to uh, people either in disaster situations or just in times of need. Is it because everybody was able to have the ability to go mobile? They could just move basically the yeah, restaurant so, there? So that's, that's where the original concept started with the, um, with the Kansas City pitmasters taking their own personal equipment. Since that time, though, we have great corporate sponsors. Old Hickory Barbecue Pits is a huge sponsor. Um, and basically, whenever some uh, disaster occurs, uh, we mobilize a team. And I'll give you a great example. Last October, Hurricane Ian hit Florida. Mm -hmm. Very devastating. Within 48 hours of landfall, we had a team in place in Port Charlotte, Florida, constructing basically, it's, it's like a mobile military kitchen, if you will. Down there, we had uh, 15 large Old Hickory smokers on site. Mm -hmm. Each one of those smokers, just to give you scale, can hold about uh, 80 pork butts. So in 38 days, we served 865,000 hot meals. 865,000 yes. hot meals. Yes. Do you have stories from people who have had the meals and just... Yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's one of the most rewarding things is, um, you know, for example, I was on Sanibel Island, which was very devastated, mm -hmm. and a lady came up through the line, and uh, I gave her a, a hot meal and a clamshell, and she uh, looked at me, and she said, this is the first hot meal I've had in five days. She goes, I've been living on peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So that just gives you, you know, and we believe in the healing power of barbecue. I love that, the healing power of barbecue. Yeah, so... Again, it's comfort food. It reminds people of their backyard. It's, it, it, it really is uh, pretty powerful to, to be able to give somebody that kind of meal mm -hmm. that's actually very good. Where do you get all the money for this? Are you just independently wealthy? <laughs> no. Uh, the organization, uh, we've got about 20 employees uh, all over the country. Um, I'm just a volunteer. I got involved with them about a year and a half ago because when the tornadoes hit Nashville in 2020, I like to do backyard competition barbecue. So I took a smoker uh, down to North Nashville, had a group of friends that donated money, and we fed six, 700 people uh, two different days. Yeah. And then COVID hit, so we we couldn't do any more. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, but through that... Um, so that know, lit a fire under you, so to speak? It did. It did. So, again, being retired, uh, I have the time and the ability to, to, to do this. And then when the floods hit Waverly... Mm -hmm. Um, I try to organize the same effort to get into Waverly, but because it was so devastated, I couldn't get in. Yeah. And so turned on the news one night and I see this group called Operation Barbecue Relief and they're set up in Waverly. They've got these huge smokers, they're cooking meals. And I'm like, why should I reinvent the wheel? Since that time, I've been on six different deployments, been to Hazard, Kentucky for the floods, um, Hurricane Ian down in Florida that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this year, we were in Yazoo City, Mississippi, after the tornadoes there in Rolling Fork. Wow. And then um, after that, we packed up and went straight to Wynn, Arkansas for another week. And then um, I spent 12 days in Maui uh, after the wildfires. Mm -hmm. And then um, most recently, when Hurricane hit uh, North Florida, uh, we set up in Live Oak, Florida. 
And again, just an example there, we were, we were on site for about 12 days, I think, and we served three, over 300,000 meals. That's a lot of productivity. Yeah. How big is the group that goes to location? Yeah, so, so again, as I mentioned, we've got about 20 full or part-time employees within the organization, but uh, most of us are just volunteers like yeah. myself that, um, you know, show up, and we've got a core group that does that. But one of the key things that we really need is local volunteers. Okay. So, uh, again, before I was part of Operation Barbecue Relief, um, you know, when the tornadoes hit Nashville, uh, OBR set up down at the Titan Stadium. And that's op- Operation Barbecue Relief, Operation OBR. Barbecue, yeah. Okay. And so um, uh, we were set up at the Titan Stadium and distributed the food through the Red Cross. So we have, we have different partnerships with um, some other not-for-profits. Good. Sometimes we do the distribution ourselves. In Florida, for example, the last two deployments to Florida, we've actually contracted with food trucks for them to go out and distribute the meals that we cook. So, oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love the fact that groups like Operation Barbecue Relief are able to pull together the community. I think in times of crisis, there are so many people who want to do something but don't know what to do or can't get into the area. And like you said, why reinvent the wheel? Right. Join somebody who's already there, boots on the ground, so to speak, and doing it and and support them and lift it up. Yeah. And the beauty of, of our model, if you will, is that uh, you're able to sign up as a volunteer. So I would encourage people to go ahead and, and go on OBR.org and sign up as a volunteer. Uh, we do a background check. When something occurs, uh, each person that's a volunteer has an app on their phone. So I'll get a notification that, hey, it looks like we're going to deploy to Live Oak, Florida. Mm-hmm. And through that, I can go in and sign up for whatever shifts I want to work. Our ability to make an impact is based upon how many local volunteers we can get. Yeah. Because, for example, Hurricane Ian in Florida, you can imagine the scale of that. We had hundreds of volunteers from the local community that would come and help. So, oh, yeah. So, again, um, you know, we do have a process where we have different leads that run different areas, but we're able to bring somebody in in one day. You don't have to be a barbecue guru or anything. You can come in and, and just help out, and uh, it's it's very rewarding. So the last time that Operation Barbecue Relief was deployed here in Nashville or in this area was? Waverly was the last one that was close. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tornado in 2020 was here in Nashville, obviously. So we did quite a bit of work there. You're a volunteer. Right. How'd you get roped into speaking? You seem to be very, very good (laughs) at it. Well, obviously, I've got a passion for what we do. Um, And uh, again, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And I've met great people from all over the country. You can imagine the kind of people that would come out and, and do something like this. Yes. Uh, we do also, um, we have a lot of veterans and we are doing more, um, more work on what we call blue sky days, where instead of just being disaster relief, there's a, all, all across the country, there's different um, feeding efforts for feeding veterans. Veterans. Yeah. Oh, so, fantastic. And we have actually just this past year, have purchased land in the land of the Ozarks, 190-acre uh, piece of property that's on the lake, and we're developing what's called Camp OBR. It's to allow veterans and or active military a place to go with their families, and we teach barbecue techniques oh, wow. to them and their families. So there's a lot of programs out there for veterans 
So the main thing that you're hoping that our listeners take away from this is? Yeah, the, the big thing is, is get involved. You know, we'd love to have uh, a lot of people sign up to be volunteers. Again, you don't have to commit to, you know, multiple days at a time. If you're pre-approved as a volunteer, you can basically sign up and show up the next day. Um, yeah. And again, there's there's a huge need when we go into a community where, you know, we've we've got a good core people uh, group of people, but yet it it's a massive effort to feed that many people. Yeah. So we really rely heavily on local volunteers. Okay, and so you go to obr.org to sign up. Yes. And that means Operation Barbecue Relief. Steve Anderson with Operation Barbecue Relief. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Emory. And thank you for all you do in the community. That's thank fantastic. You. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Please make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.